went and checked out the fucking Garden of the Gods, and it was amazing, man. I always like being out there in nature and just seeing what this world has to offer. It's one of the best things in life. It's a, it's an energy. It's a garden of energy, and the energy comes from this earth, and it's presented in just massive mountains and structures, and it's just something that makes you feel so small, but like just feeling the vibrations of the natural earth currents is just it's something to experience, and that goes with any nature. But Garden of the Gods is something I've experienced twice now, and I love it. I fucking love it. Like we almost didn't get to go, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, and I could I could hear it in your voice when you would say it. You're like, yeah, I want to go. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I try to be like respectful and have like a just like constructive conversation when it comes to stuff like that. It doesn't have to be conflict or anything like right. that. I feel in my soul that I should be there, and that's why I just stay adamant about the things that I feel strongly right. about in life. Like that, it's one of those things you carry with you and you keep thinking about. It and you're like, man, I should have fucking gone. Right. Man, I should have gone. Those are the things like when it crosses my mind like that. All right, I need to do this shit. You don't want to look back and ever say, "Fuck, I should have gone and, and gone that route or or stopped here and stopped there." Yes, yeah. it's very important to see the little things, mm-hmm. uh, and especially after you know all that uh, pandemic shit and everything being weird and wild for a while. It's nice to see things coming back to a sense of normalcy. Yeah, normalcy. It's, it's the normalcy that you make though, because some people do are. Or are still stuck in that rut and they can't pull themselves out and I've been guilty of that you know you just get in the cycles of your life and your your structured day-to-day routine and it's easy to fall into that and be like you know I'm done with work I'm tired I don't want to do anything but we are only given so much time just waking up early and utilizing the full day and everything it has to offer is just something that we are kind of numb to we just take it off for granted in ways and I'm guilty of it as just as everybody else is though. So, but being aware and conscious of your surroundings and you know what you want to get out of this world and the amount of time we have to get it, that's what it's about. It's cool to have somebody from Idaho actually be able to come out right. and do this show, especially being right. that this was something that started in Idaho and it's been an Idaho-based show for a long time. Right, so I'm bringing a little bit of Idaho home yeah. to you here in Colorado, you being a transplant. Here at Youngblood Podcast, it's always been something that we, we try to focus around the theme of, you know, like, do as the locals do. Right. And that could be a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, to me and to Youngblood Podcast, it's basically what keeps this show running. You know what yeah. I mean? Is the people that I bring on because, you know, I've tried to do solo content and, you know... It's something that I can do, but it takes a lot more preparation. It takes a lot more structure. You know, not a lot of people are just going to listen to you sit there and talk into a microphone. So you've really got to do a lot of work and, Absolutely. you know, writing scripts and keeping up on, on current events, especially. And, yeah. you know, really interactive videos that make you catch your eye and, you know, keep people watching, right, you know. Right. It's a real thing for sure. Yeah, let's get a cold one, bud. That fucking... I like that liquor store right here. Dude, I mean, the salted caramel, bud. I think they have broken refrigerators because every time I go there, and there's a bottle opener right there, up there for you, my friend. Uh, Every time I go there, man, like, I've even gotten free beer before because of the fridge is not working. Little shit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Gotcha. I'm sure it wasn't pleasant. I was just, I was just struggle busting it. I bought that at the thrift store. Don't you don't have to justify my struggle. It's all right. I could eat that. I I, I adopted like I embrace the struggle, 
But the, uh, the the face that I did while I was, I was struggling, I just probably subpar. I've got this awesome koozie here that mm. uh, it actually says keep the party safe dot org. Mm. And what they are is a organization that uh, does their best to inform people on the safety, what you can do to help avoid a fentanyl overdose. You know, I, I came across them over at uh, Fiddler's Green Amphitheater in Colorado. They were passing out free Narcan. Yeah. Uh, and to me, super cool. Amen to that, man. Never know what's in those freaking substances that we all substances, right. like to consume. But, uh, you know, Mac Miller, Mac Miller, OD'd on fentanyl. And Rest in peace, King. He is gone but not forgotten, man. Still touching souls, inspiring people. One of the... One of the, if not the greatest, in my opinion. Easily. My, my, my first ever concert that I ever went to, believe it or not, was Mac Miller. It was Mac Miller and Action Bronson. Mm. Mac Miller and Action Bronson, dude. It was so freaking cool because I was uh, 16 years old and I'd never even been to a show ever before. And I was living right next to the revolution, though, right? When mm. first couple years it opened up. And I think I was working at like Wendy's or something at the time. So I had money mm-hmm. for the show. And I just had the absolute best time of my life ever, man. You know, and what year did you say this was? 2010, 2011. Okay. You know, something yeah. like that. I was still in high school, you know. So, yeah. I mean, and like I said, it was my first. What year did he pass, dude? I can't think on the top of my head. 2018. That sounds right. I, right we, got, we got computers that we carry around in dude, our we pockets. Got, we got. And sometimes we just need to utilize that tool that we have as a species because sometimes I'm just like, oh, I wonder. (laughs) I used to have somebody who was um, producing the show in the back scene because what I I really thrived on back in the beginning stages of the podcast was structuring myself for success at the beginning of the recording and by that I meant I didn't know how to edit so I would have to do everything perfect you know and uh, make my show look better than it was and and do the camera angles and where it would switch from one camera to another as one person was talking and I would have somebody sitting on the computer pressing spacebar every time we switched Mm. so it would switch the camera Right, and the way that you would have to do that is you would have to hook up both cameras and the audio into a studio software and do it live, and it's called uh, a live. <laughs> now I edit everything in post production, okay. uh, and that's that makes the most sense. I mean, it I, makes it makes the most sense, but it also takes the most um, time to get there. Right, you know, especially being somebody who does the entire back end of the show on top of hosting mm. it and on top of marketing it on top of managing it you know it really it comes down to being like once you get 50 hour or 50 posted podcast episodes you know this is on my second season too uh Uh, for episode 49 by the way we were almost on episode 50 i thought i was hoping it was 50 bro i thought so too like 50 50th podcast i got 50 dreadlocks (laughs) hey 50 states i'm just kidding (laughs) it it crossed my mind when i put it there too this this piece of machinery is only worth about 100 bucks it's not oh it's not the end of the world do you know it's not not a 500 fucking so you add up everything that you have here like you've got quite the investment and then on top of that the most valuable thing you can have in this world is your time and you've invested that more than anything so any couple hundred bucks that you've invested in this like it doesn't compare to the amount of time that you'll never get back that you've invested in it so i respect it all dude i i respect people's property to begin (laughs) and this is your passion so like obviously you said it yourself the biggest mm-hmm. part, right. you know, 
with that, the time that I put into this is not nearly as important as the time that other people have put into it to me. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you are taking people's time to mm-hmm. consume your media. And I mean, like I said, it's the most valuable commodity that we have that we can never get more of. And we don't know how much we have. So literally that perspective on everything. So, and it's your passion, bro. Like you're putting your heart and your energy into this. And that's something that I personally always with any sort of art or anything like that, I appreciate it because the world needs more of that. Cause you know, it's just your energy that you're putting out that other people get to enjoy without knowing you on a day to day level. You right. know what I mean, that's what I love about art in any form. So respect, bro. I appreciate that. And it's, it's tough for me to consider myself an artist at times, mm. you know, because something that I do here isn't something that everybody else would consider art necessarily. I don't paint, I don't make music, no. but this is content. And, you know, there's, like you said, hours, days, weeks of my time and my energy and my own self growth that I've put into this because, exactly. you know, back when I first started doing any recordings, I, I, like I told you, like we were talking about earlier, um, I couldn't handle listening to myself or watching myself. Right. I would cringe and just be like, ugh, you know, and a lot of what I would do before is I would just record it and get it to how I liked it. And I, like I said, I did all of those recordings in one go. I wouldn't necessarily have to watch myself. Right. You know? Right. Which to me was one of the worst things I could have done uh, when it comes down to growing as a podcaster or even as a comedian or somebody that performs, you know, uh, if you cannot sit there through your own performance, who's to say that other people will, Right. you know, and to a sense, you know, like just because you don't like what you're doing doesn't mean other people won't, but how are you going to get better if you can't actually watch yourself and learn? I mean, how are you going to get better as a human period in your craft as whatever you want or, you know, just as being a human and responsible, be your critic be hard on yourself, but also be nice to yourself and be that positive critic that like holds yourself to a high standard. We're always going to be our worst critics, but be your positive critic. Like be nice to yourself, be critical with yourself, but have it be from a place of love and a place of just wanting to be a better person. And, you know, I think that's the key to life is just like holding yourself to a high respectable standard and pushing yourself to get there, get there, man. Like you're worth it. You're worth loving yourself. It's worth it, dude. It's worth putting in that work to add to that. I was I was talking to O'Shea, a really really good friend of mine who who uh, I've been doing a lot of collaborations with on on social media, and he he is a podcaster and a, a avid base jumper in Twin Falls. Uh, recommend his content to anybody, also to you. Right. <sighs> Excuse um, me. I live in Twin Falls, by the way. So that's what also makes that cool. That's where the connection. Uh, <laughs> it's actually just it's a uh, coincidence. Of yeah, I, exactly. It's just a coincidence. He. And I have been trying to coordinate an online podcast going and just also I've been doing some editing for him and I, uh, you know, I promised him a couple other things, you know, and I've just been super busy and also healing and I, I need his time right. to move forward with some things and he's really busy. So we just haven't had a chance to catch each other on the phone. So yeah. I've been kind of slacking on my posting and shit. He's like, you know, you have, you know, he called me out. He's yeah. like, yeah, you have, I've seen that, you know, I'm just, you know, you're doing good, but you just want to hold you accountable. And I was like, yeah, you have to. Like, but that's what he said to me. You know, he was like, I just want to hold you accountable. It, like accountability from a good place. Those are always the best ways. Cause you know, you know, this person is only going to come to me with caring concern and just want to be me to be my best version of myself. Honestly, you should be able to respect the message regardless of the messenger. 
Yeah. Like in a way, you're going to cheat yourself. Whatever the case may be that you immediately throw up that wall and then really are numb to what they're actually saying. You can get something from somebody or from anybody, I should say. It's about that perspective, just being able to receive the message regardless of the messenger. You have an opportunity to learn in any situation and from anybody. You don't always have to learn the hard way yourself, man. You could learn it from a perspective and, and just, you know, being attentive to everything that's going on. <laughs> Communication goes two yeah, ways, sir. We but we were, his message was pretty deep, though. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just like. That's how you received talking, it, though. That's what I'm saying. Right. Some was, people could get that abrasiveness and immediately throw up that wall yeah. and just be like, this motherfucker, like, fuck you. You're like being an asshole to me. I don't, I don't really care what you got to say. Yeah. You know, and just had no shame and just telling me to like, I don't want to hear your bullshit. Get it fucking together, dude. Yeah, those, those type of people are really important, you know? There is a way to deliver a message. Not everybody has that skill set to have that side of the communication that is the empathy and coming from a place that you're actually received in the right way, you know? And not necessarily patty caking someone's ass when you're fucking confronting <laughs> yeah. them on something, but just being like, you know, you don't have to be like, dude, what the fuck, or anything and be like, hey, man, you know? Having that sort of mentality isn't going to get you anywhere in life, you know. I think changing just a little bit of your your thinking here and looking at more of an opportunity to grow instead of like a fucking bitch-ass challenge that's come across <laughs> your plate and like this yeah. sucks that it's me and this and that because once you change that that mentality and it's more like, all right, man, like what can I gain from going through this situation is the best way that I could put it, man. And once you change that perspective and you have that mentality growing, going into challenges and trials and tribulations that you have no control over, because those are the old ones that really fucking suck, man. The ones that come across your place and you're just like, well, this, I didn't ask for this, right? you know, trauma or health conditions or whatever the case may be. You're like, I didn't ask for this shit, mm -hmm. but here it is. And you can either let it beat you up and become your demise or you can just internalize it and turn it into a strength and a strength that you can't gain any other way, but by going through that shit. So anybody else that doesn't get that, the gums across their damn plate, you're not going to gain the strength that I have. Mm -hmm. And once I have that strength, unlike many things in this world, you can't take it from me. Mm -hmm. You can't change that. You can't take that from my mentality and my character. And right. that, that's the key to life right there, my friend. And that's what I've learned in this life. man. I am going to be the best version of myself by going through this and gaining this strength and nobody can take this shit from me. You know, adding on to that mm. and somebody like you or, or like I, who didn't come from any money, anything, you know, it's, it, it was always a struggle to, to start. It was always a right. struggle to continue and it was always a struggle to get back on your feet. What I, I, I've always struggled with for a long period of time was, you know, I have super bad ADHD, mm -hmm. you know, and it's something that I have been extremely crippled by as an adult, but I've found a lot of ways that helped me succeed, you know, avidly working out and trying to seek healthy forms of dopamine. And because right. at the end of the day, that's what ADHD is, is it's a, it's a major lack of dopamine. Like you don't have the ability to produce and regulate dopamine. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a lot of people with ADHD struggle with addiction struggle with, uh, you know, major depression and anxiety. 
uh, especially because they tend to lean towards substance abuse, form of dopamine release that they can get. And it's, it's what makes ADHD people extremely addictive. You yep. know, it makes their personality be extremely addictive. Right. You know? Exactly. And that's something I struggled with for a long time is trying to figure out how to work through these addictions and these struggles and doing it without being on medication and whatnot, you know. And it, it comes down to if you find something that works for you and your ADHD mm-hmm. and not being medicated and, and it genuinely you're happy, keep it going, you know. But I, I found myself in a position where I was genuinely struggling even through having my previously found vices that would help. Yeah. They weren't any longer working for me. I could see that. You know, it happened, and it happens for sure. Yeah, I grew out of certain things that would help. You know, they, they the the fix was temporary in a sense. Where do you think those uh, fixes stem from? Because to me, like coping with those sort of things comes from a couple things: finding things in this life that genuinely bring you joy that you can do in this life, and it makes you feel good, and you're liking the moment, and you like to do it, you love to do it. Because as mm. kids. We have several things that we genuinely enjoy doing. And as we get older, we don't have enough time. Maybe we're not as healthy. We don't have the same health to do the sports or things that we like to do. So we start to cope in different ways and get away from the things that genuinely bring us joy. And then on top of that, I think another thing is not taking care of the trauma and just going to the root of of why we are like starting to go down and our mental health starts to spiral a little bit and whatnot. And just being accountable for those things and doing what you can to learn to love yourself and make yourself feel good. I I think the self-love is the thing that we kind of lose track of because when we're, you know, I think with art and creativity, at least you're putting your energy into something that makes you feel good and brings you joy. And then with you with podcasts or people that make art, visual art or music or whatever it is, it brings them joy to create this. And then to see other people that really enjoy it and brings them joy as a woodworker, a creator, whatever that you like to do in life that brings you that joy is like you're putting an energy out into the world that's creating more energy with happiness and inspiration and whatever it does have a, a, re, a, a reaction from putting it out there. And that's really, that's really a powerful thing. And it's the beautiful thing about being a creative and like putting your energy into something that isn't just like making a dollar. So. Yeah. I think we lose that as we grow. We right. like get focused on the dollar and the responsibilities that are rightfully there that mm-hmm. we have to take care of. They're not going anywhere. But that creative and doing the things that we really love, those two things are what bring us down. But you do it and it makes you feel good and you like see it and it inspires and spreads that and it sparks something in other people. Like that might be it. Right there. Like the, those two things. Mm, yeah. You know? It's great to see the reaction of something you're putting out there, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no better feeling like that. This show originally was very unstructured. You know, mm-hmm. I just did it. I had fun with it. And it, it was going somewhere somewhere back when I really didn't take certain things of it and aspects of it far or seriously. Right. You know, and I, I actually got to the point where Radio Boise uh, was asking me to pitch different show opportunities and trying to get me a slot on Radio Boise. I really had a two-year hiatus where I didn't do any recording. I didn't do any... I didn't even open the YouTube account, I felt like. Mm. You know, and it's crazy, too, because all of the traction I've received has been with old footage. You know, I've gotten... 
I've gotten some views with the last couple shows that I've done. I've only done two Colorado episodes, and I've done a couple Colorado recordings of myself doing podcast tips, tricks, and kind of behind the scenes of how I record and what I use. But getting close to 100,000 views, because I'm at 70,000 the last month, uh, and about 100,000 in the last two months. Okay. You know, and that's getting just YouTube. And YouTube was never the biggest part of the show. It was never something that I took... um, a lot of time or consideration on right. into, you know, and it was crazy because I get back into it. I record a podcast with PD and PD. We love Peter Torres, man. I'm sure you're gonna listen to this one, my guy. Yeah, we love PD. Shut you out. You're the best guy in the world. Um, you know, I need to get back out there and make it happen again. Like I did all this work. I did hours, days, weeks. 40 guests, you know, I've had 40 people, 50 different guests, you know, but with 40 episodes, I've had 40 different guests and a couple repeat offenders, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) but it's still 40 different times to 50 different times having somebody come to my house, take the time, get recorded, do sound check, you know, and that's, Mm. if you add up my hours, their hours, the editing hours, everything together just on one episode, it it adds up to over like 500 hours of time that I've just thrown into this. That to me is... Enough to not let it die. I mean, that's a passion right there. And if you can't stoke that fire in your life, what you're doing with your life, maybe, maybe take a look at that and see what is going to restoke that fire and that passion and make you feel that burn, you know, chase it, do it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, veering back from me veering off, I, I was <laughs> fucking <laughs> Petey, <laughs> Petey fucking just has always been a major fan of the show and major fan of me in a sense of just been a big support role of, of my life as a friend. Dude. You know, and that goes that goes so far for me because, you know, you don't really have a lot of people like that coming into your 30s. No. You know, there's people that just, there's, you get through your 20s, they, they're they who they are and who you are and you grow. Yeah. You know, and that's all right. No, there's nothing wrong with that. We all are supposed to grow and find our path in life and, Chase the things that set us on fire, man. It's been a nice week, too. Just overall, the the, the weather, the Dude, the trip. Choice. Extremely exceptional. The thing is, too, man, like Colorado Springs has had some of <coughs> the absolute gnarliest weather I have ever experienced as somebody. That's what you've been saying, bro. I don't as believe somebody it. Who lives here. From my perspective, I haven't seen it, but I do believe you. I don't have a whole lot of backing, to, to my opinion. The fact of the matter is... I'm from Idaho, and it's similar in a sense. Like, Idaho is 60 to 70% as bad as this place is when it comes down to the crazy weather. Depends on what part. Oh, yeah, yeah. The weather. This, the, the this specifically Colorado Springs uh, compared Dude, to maybe. They, they're both, it seems like they're both pretty bipolar, to be honest with you. They're, they're, they're sister states. Yeah, they are sister states. Twin sisters. I would I would definitely give Colorado the cake on that. The lean? Yeah. Fair enough. Heavily, because the fact of the matter is Colorado kicks my ass sometimes. And I'm I like I'm an outdoors. How's the weather know? comparable? Because you guys are in the valley there in Boise. Twin Falls, we are at the foothills there in some mountains. So, Twin Falls is more I'm, I, this is the, the Rockies. Side. This is the Rockies. Like I'm sure the mountains with the snow here is just a a different vibe. Like I bet you. Twin Falls is Probably similarly windy as Colorado Springs. Uh, this last couple years, so windy. Yeah, like this last wind <laughs> storm we had come through this last couple of years was apparently not what it's always like. Uh, compared to Boise, it's very windy. 
Yes, down in the valley. In the, yeah, in Boise, I'm saying twin, twin compared to Boise is very windy. Yeah, um, I can see that. Colorado point. Springs compared to Boise, very windy. Yeah, I can see that. You know, uh, Boise it just overall is spoiled with the weather they get. They have a mini California summer where it gets 110 degrees, and then it also gets negative fucking 10 degrees. Ah, the extremes on both sides. Yeah, I here see. it was weird because we had, honestly, a winter that felt like it never fucking ended and then we also had two seasons total like we had winter and summer like (laughs) dude i appreciate having the four seasons to be honest with you like that's one thing i do really enjoy about like twin falls in idaho is having four seasons because california you have nice weather and then you have like cold nice weather (laughs) you know you know being from la you know what i mean southern california anyways i know central and northern completely different i understand that but you know what I'm talking about. Two seasons here, huh? How how much uh how, how long does the snow stick around here? How late in the year? Very long. I could imagine with the elevation. Very long, cause I remember towards the end of the the season. It's so, I, and I I am actually somebody I, I pay attention to this just because I have a garden and shit. So yeah, yeah. My garden got its ass kicked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the hail though Absolutely. the hail is like the unexpected i saw some cars out here that hail is no joke that shit is out for fucking they got hands it's out for blood no yeah and the hood of your other, car and maybe your windshield every other car you see has a <laughs> fucking plethora of dents on the hood and i saw that one downtown today i was like damn i would be so upset if i was here visiting just with my masubi just visiting and I left with that damage control. I'm just like, like I got insurance, obviously. Everybody's got, it. but but it still sucks to have. I to don't do want to deal with that. I don't like that. You know, you're mm. you like your car. Hell you yeah. like driving it. You get you have to take a rental. I take a lot of pride in it, and I yeah. get upset on the little things that happen to it. <laughs> and then Mother Nature's gonna bust through the door and just get your ass, and you can just take it and move on with your life. And there's there's really I say I say all the life lessons and stuff earlier in the show. There's no lifeless. That's just acceptance, bro. That's acceptance, and you just accept it. Mother Nature is the one that's going to be undefeated in the situation always. So <laughs> take your lumps. And now it's really cool living in Colorado and being somebody with a, uh extended plant count medical card who's uh, licensed to carry a pound of weed. Good for you, though, getting that medicine that you need, bro. Uh, it's not like I got it for free or just like walked in there and said, Hey dude, I want weed. I, I showed them my medical records and that's what they gave me, you, you know? And yeah, I said, give you some sort of normalcy. And, yeah. Uh, relief from your pain, man. Nobody should have to da- live with day to day pain that way. Mentally or physically. And actually after my surgery recently, I learned something really cool about people who smoke have heavy amounts of cannabis here in Colorado. They've, kind of in the forefront of legal, legal cannabis for a long time. And uh, when I got my surgery, they were like, uh, do you smoke heavy amounts of cannabis or not? And I was like, yeah, 100%. And they're like, oh, actually, I didn't, I didn't get asked that. Somebody mentioned to me that you should mention it to them, hmm. which I did. I was like, hey, just, you know, I have my medical card and I smoke copious amounts of cannabis. And they're like, oh, cool. Thank you so much for letting us know. And they doubled my anesthesia. <laughs> Literally, because people who smoke heavy amounts of uh, cannabis have a higher amount that they need and able to be put down properly. I did not know that. That's wild. Dude, right? I have gone into surgeries and I smoke copious amounts of marijuana. And yeah, dude, like severe, like pretty serious surgeries. And 
I did not know that. Yeah. That's weird that they don't let you know. Like because Idaho hasn't so you know. been a place where you feel like you're safe to tell your doctor. Absolutely not. Me. No, that's why I said immediately good for you, bro. Getting yeah. that shit that you need, man. It's like some people genuinely increases their quality of life. Right. And how are you going to deny that something is natural as something that grows out of the ground? And like take it beyond that and take people's freedom or their children or whatever the case may be just because exactly. they need that medicine in their life and it increases their quality of life without it is habit building, but it's not, it's not addictive. You know what I mean? It's completely different things. These opiate crisis and all that sort of thing. But the, this is an alternative medicine that is natural mm. and, you know, it should be accessible to the people that mm. need it. There's no reason you should have to suffer for something that can be treated by something like that. And beyond that, the research needs to be there. Let's dial some of these strands down to exactly what it can treat people and give and alleviate, you know, symptoms in their life and dive into it, delving into Western medicine and all the other things that have improved us as a species. Why not do it? Right. Both sides. Give us all the options. I'll decide. Right. I'll decide what's best for me. I'll decide what's best for my kin. And I'll use that information and I'll make it accessible to my children and they can make their decisions. Right. You know what I mean? We all make them and we are the ones that are going to reap the benefits or the demise of mm -hmm. our decisions. Let me make it. I'll decide for my life. And I'm okay with the, the, the consequences for my action. You know what they also told me that was crazy was they said that the opiates wouldn't work on me as well. Mm -hmm. They were like, yeah, so since you have such a heavy use of cannabis in your past, the chemicals in your brain are going to cause the, the chemical balance in your brain is going to cause the opioids not to work on you as well at all. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's what my nurse told me. She's like, no, just so you know, if you're going to smoke, don't take the pills. She said hmm. one or the other because they cancel each other out. And I was like, what? And she's like, yes, like take your fucking pills or smoke your fucking weed. Don't do both. Damn. And I was like, I am so glad I told like you guys. A doctor, bro. Literally, no. That's what my doctor and my nurse both told me, and they were like, "No, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, uh, you're gonna end up needing to take a double dose of your uh, oxys, bro. Like, you're, you're, they're not gonna work on you." And I didn't listen to them, and I ended up in the ER because of how much yeah. pain I was in. Yeah, they hit the dude gave me the maximum amount of Dilaudid they could give you after mm, my surgery. That's wild, bro. And then after I went to the DR, they gave me two doses of Dilaudid and two oxycontins. Because of the fucking amount of... Dude, I was at a 10. I had to have four firemen drag me out of this fucking room, bro. Jesus. You're just paralyzed because of the I was, pain. Dude, huh? I was literally... And I took the re recommended dosage on the bottle. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't like pills, bro. So I'm not right. going to take more than they tell me to. Right. Period. So I'm going to not take it if I have to. Exactly. Like, yeah. like Western medicine has its time and place. Yeah. But if there's an alternative and I'm going to use... Uh, Right. Carry on, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. And so I they, agree 100%. Yeah, and so they ended up doing a, a nerve block in my leg, so that's why I felt so good because, right. like, I literally had no nerves right. in my knee and stuff, and so I took the recommended Got dose. Got an epidural in your fucking hip. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I was sticking to that recommended dose religiously. I'm sitting there, I'm like, fuck, like, this fucking pain's like coming up right. fast man and i took another oxy on like because it was that time i said all right cool it's been three hours i'm gonna take it an hour early on this one which i did i took it a little earlier than i should have and that to me was enough right. <laughs> more than enough of pushing but when, you've, it. when you've had that trauma 
hitting that gap where you fucking get to that. Yeah. Once you hit it, after that, you get a little traumatized and paranoid. Like, I ain't, I, there's a time and place, and this is the time and the place for me. Yeah. My, my discretion right now. So. And taking the recommended dose, already kind of milking it a little bit, taking it a little earlier than I should, mm-hmm. you know, and holy shit, dude, it just comes up on me like a freaking truck, dude. But mm. once my blood pressure gets to 165, you got to take me in. Right. And it did. <laughs> like, I was sitting there for like an hour just fucking gritting through it, dude. Just, a lot of it was, too, because I have hip dysplasia. Did you feel in your back, too? Yeah, Coming yeah, from yeah. Hips? I'd imagine, Yeah, bro. because so, like, literally I felt the pain radiating from my, my knee from the surgery, and they also took part of my quadricep away and did the yeah, graft there yeah, so the that there was the top side right there. Yeah. Mm. And then so that pain tightened up all right there and transferred into my hip and then transferred into my back. So I literally yeah. just was feeling like I was getting just fucking kicked by a donkey in the lower back and then it felt like my leg was gonna explode it was awful and i'm just sitting there just like whoo like i could take pain i got straight this. I got up this. like i got this you know birth breathing through those fucking waves of pain huh not even birth breathing straight going oh uh, prim- primal grunting Dude, through primal that shit, fucking bro. grunting uh, I know, like, I have to take care of myself in situations of emergency. I mean, we should all be accountable for ourselves to that degree, <laughs> to be honest with you. But exactly. You, not many are, and, like, to say that you are is just like... <laughs> yeah, and so I couldn't even get her to make a phone call or get right. to the phone to make a phone call. I'm sitting there just like, this sucks. Yeah. Wow, you know, and I get to the... Uh, ER that, that time. Imagine if she wasn't home. Oh, dude, yeah. I would have had to call like, my happy ass. And I, like, I would have, yeah. Yeah, your bedside manner, like, got you through the situation. But, like, <laughs> yeah. imagine if she wasn't Yeah, home, and dog. at that like, point. Amen to that shit. So you had knee surgery. Twice. Twice. I had knee surgery once. Recently. Four weeks ago today. Four weeks Four fresh. Weeks ago, from four the, weeks ago on Wednesday. From the knife, my friend. And on the way to a better quality of life. Hell yeah. Doctors really like surgery when you're on Medicaid. Yeah, they like business. Business is they booming, They get paid. Bro. Like, the only thing I didn't... Two months of work, you know, and I'm projecting myself growing about 20% in the month as long as I continue the amount of content work that I'm doing, I project my growth to be about 20 to 50% per month. Mm-hmm. So, and right now my first month was 30,000 uh, views after doing my work. And then I increased my editing, my overall marketing ability, and just kind of my knowledge behind what I'm doing, what time I'm posting mm-hmm. and overall YouTube analytic knowledge. Right. I, I have worked on incorporating those into the second month. I went from 3000 views in a month to 70,000 views the next month. Uh, so, so far it's been about a hundred. That's all on your old content, correct? Mm-hmm. So as I see the progression of your craft, in theory, that should snowball in a way. Yeah. If they appreciate the content and, you know, can see the uh, the progression cycle in your craft the way it has. So. A lot of it, a lot of it is really growing from your past, growing from your, your previous creations, mm. having the ability to sit down and watch them, especially when you're doing long format podcasting. I have a four terabyte storage drive on my computer mm. just for the podcast and it's full. I have 500 hours like recently since in, since i've been doing all the work i've been doing on youtube it's full and i'm filling up my other like extra two terabytes of other storage drives that i have like it's my shit's filling up quick you know <laughs> and now i'm switching to full 4k camera and all this stuff you know so it's really it's really growing on on the little things and one thing i've noticed you know is 
Are you a TikTok person? Do you watch TikTok or Reels? Yeah, there's some content that's much easier to consume because of the way it's put together and whatnot, and it's a format that a lot of people follow with their with their content. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it works. It keeps the people invested, smooth transitions, and like mm-hmm. gets your point across short and sweet. But at the same time, you know, it builds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the way it snowballs for you. But yeah, there's definitely a difference between the content that's out there and the way it's put together. On on YouTube alone is is kind of where I am focusing a lot of my energy, mainly because YouTube seems to be the more challenging one. It's more challenging, and it's like you're getting people to invest a larger amount of time and really just kind of follow the journey of the podcast instead of just seeing the highlights that we like. We want to see the highlight reel. We want to see the, the main topics, the bullet points, and move on with our life. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Because we all... That's our commodity that we have. And when I say YouTube is harder, I don't mean that TikTokers shouldn't be given the um, the, the credit they deserve. You know, That's but me. something that should be pointed out is you know YouTube does views, hmm. TikTok does impressions. Okay, YouTube will follow your impressions and give you that number. Like, hey, you've made and an impression is pretty much somebody who is exposed to your content. In some way. Okay. You know, it just crossed their fucking path. That's it. I see. That's an impression, right? It speaks to their interest, basically, and came across their... No, like either YouTube's algorithm threw it in front of their face, they scrolled by it, la-da-da-da-da, that's an impression. Like, it was... Or, like, let's say it was open on their home screen, Mm -hmm. right? And they had 20 videos open on that screen, and your video was on that screen, and they scrolled I by see, it. I That's see. a fucking impression, okay? I see. You know? TikTok will give you a view for that shit. For real? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, like, if you view the, like, thumbnail for a little bit that plays the automatic mm-hmm. little video, if you, like, view that for a bit and it caught your eye, that makes sense, but if it's not, like, time-calculated, then it you, happens uh, to come across your feed, and you're just like, yeah. You scroll by a YouTube video, and you just let it pass on YouTube Shorts, it's an impression. You scroll by a TikTok it video sense. and it gets a, it gets a small amount of like just... Like the technicality there. Yeah, yeah like you scroll by it enough on, on TikTok, they give you the view. Okay? I got you. And so what I've, um, what I've picked up is, in my opinion, mm. those views on YouTube go farther. You know, because I've also got a TikTok. I've, I've generated uh, like fifteen to 20,000 views on the TikTok. On TikTok. your videos. Between, I, I posted some full clips on there that are close to like 15, 10 minutes, you know, and I there's see. some five minute clips and then most of them are about one minute, I you see. know, and I've got some 10 minute clips. And when I get into that, I mean, I've posted specifically, I've posted close to 200 videos in the two months on YouTube that I've generated those views. Nice. You know, it's not like I've just put a view, uh, a single video on there and I generated it and it popped up. No, I have 200 videos in the last two months that are now on my YouTube that are shorts, captioned shorts, uh, little snippets, clips, little things, I you know, see. and each one of those is maybe generated. And are these just things like that have caught your eye during your interviews or things that you've like intentionally like recorded or is it just a little bit of both? Well, so every single podcast and episode I've done has been videoed. 
Right, of course. Every single one of them. Of so course. I still have all that content. So you just take like yeah. snippets out of it and just like yeah. the things that like really speak to you. Just like, wow, that's some good content right there. Yeah. I'm going to create a little short with this and mm-hmm. kind of do a little collab and release it and see how it pops off. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll take some of my old footage. A lot of what I used to film was always in 720 or 1080. And that was because the editing software I had back in that time was not something that I paid for or had the ability to pay for it. I see. And so I used Lightworks, which is a fantastic program, but when you don't pay for it, you, you're only limited to the capability of rendering your videos into 720p. Okay. Yeah. 720p is great. Middle, middle grade. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's the shit that is like if your phone has low latency, right. you're traveling, you're driving right. through the mountains, they're gonna be watching stuff on 720 Yeah, it's not gonna okay? be a 1080. Yeah. I got you. And so... Or the nine, is yeah. there a 920 as well? And, but but some of it uh, would be recorded in 1080 but then processed down into 720 because that was my editing software and how it had to do. And Lightworks, like I said, great program, very powerful editing software, but... It's a little complicated, you know, yeah. so that's also why at the time I had invested so much of myself and my time into using that is because it is complicated and I learned it. So I was kind of stuck on it. I was like, okay, Lightworks yeah, in 720 that's usually how it goes, you know, and then there was a point in time where I was blessed with the uh, Adobe package. My brother is a photographer in LA and he sponsors this podcast. Uh, love you, brother. That's Upgrade something that like from some what people doing. really, really like sought after, I guess I should say. And some people, that's something that people would kill for having yeah. the ability to use when they can't pay for it. Exactly. I, dude, I have no, no, I have no ability to pay for something that's $200 a year right now that I can't justify using. Right. You know, when I've already invested. Especially like money. just to get your bearings and learn right. the curve and get, get into where you actually feel like not cringy about the, the, right. the material you're putting out there. And so at the time of really producing a lot of episodes, I was uh, blessed with the ability to upgrade to Adobe. I was overwhelmed with the amount of knowledge that I had to consume with this new Adobe package. And not only did I have to learn how to use it on the fly because I switched on what, like in one day I was like, cool, now I'm using Adobe. So I was still trying to post episodes like that the same day of recording and stuff like that. I haven't invested any of my time into the actual ability of learning how to edit or my ability in editing. Like I hadn't invested in myself at all you know sometimes you just don't have the time to take and do that self with how much was was going on with the recording and everything so you know starting the show back up i had to do all this learning because i I didn't have new content Mm. you know so i was like fuck all i have right now is an episode i recorded with a homie and one other episode i recorded and they weren't necessarily the best producing jobs on my end. Right. You know, like the audio was good. The show was good. Knock the, was knocking a little bit of the rust off, you know, getting back into it. 100%. Yeah, I could see that. That's what really struck all that time of working on the, the core mm-hmm. aspects and the fundamentals of this shit that I'm doing. Like, dude, I mean, like, honestly, you come back and show, hey, I've been away for this little time, but look how much better my shit is. Look at the exactly. investment that I made. While I was away, I've been investing in myself That's and I've been goal. learning yeah. my craft. And this is the the product of my hard work that I took a, a little leave from and got, gained this perspective and right. invested in myself. So enjoy. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Enjoy your fucking self. Let's exactly. see what's up. Like, let me know. Let me know what you think about the investment that I just made. And so. what's even cooler about that, like, 
So I, I had to take the old footage and really figure out how the fuck am I going to continue to generate views without getting new content, mm -hmm. you know? And I was able to do that. I went from 30,000 and then the next month, 70,000 on just taking my old content and for one, taking it from that 720p we were talking about and upscaling it to 4K. Yeah. So I'd taken all my old videos and making those shorts in 4K and not just posting them in that shitty lower quality. Yeah. And most importantly, actually adding captions. Oh, yeah? Captioning your videos in today's meme fucking world is essential. If you, if you don't have captions, you lose 90% of your fucking audience. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, they have to invest energy and attention into something that's like, what did he say? Do you say that correctly? Instead of just being like, oh, yeah. You listen and you read at the same time. That's just what we do nowadays to really get the message clear. So Right, right. Yeah. So, 4K, captions, mm -hmm. shorts, was my road to 100,000. Yeah. You learned those, like, the three keys. Yeah. And now the next the next step from from here is better content, hmm. shorts and captions. You know, because I had the sh I had the content. You know, I had the old content, and I had the angles that I did. I had the cameras that I used, and I had the and most importantly the lighting that I used. Right, was awful, <laughs> awful. Everybody the spotlight. Yeah, I, 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 had a, I had like four fucking ring lights and they would come over and be say, like, these, pow, are, pow, pow. these are nice, bud. Yeah, and the way these are set up it's is vibe. they have a, uh, so a primary light now mm. and a fill light. I Before, see. I would just have primary Inter lights. Interrogation <laughs> lights? Yes. You were, <laughs> you were being interviewed by Youngblood Podcast. Yeah, like it was, I, I don't speak without my lawyer, just letting you know. I don't care how bright your lights are. I don't talk. Exactly. About nothing. And so I improved the lighting. <laughs> Most importantly, the little the little thing that I looked over. And now, with those little tiny changes, I've also incorporated a lot of AI structure into mm -hmm. the backbone of the show. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. It was, it was very, very interesting. Thank you. And the main the main thing I mean with AI is I I use both Google and Chat AI, Chat GBT, to for one, generate for every episode and every description and everything that I do, for example, you have 20 old videos on YouTube. You've written your own descriptions, little biographies of your guests and things mm. like that. You're in your own dialogue, basically. Yeah, and I've done all of that for every episode in the past. Been able to incorporate into those old episodes was that AI writing. And I would take mm. what I wrote and incorporate it into an AI generator and say, this is what I already did. This is the theme of the podcast. Give it a lot of context mm -hmm. and say, take my writing, improve it slightly, check for grammar, and make it eye-popping. Yeah. And it would do that. I mean, even so, that's not too shabby, bro. <laughs> it's not too shabby to have that sort of companion in that tool. Right. Not a companion. I'm like trying to like humanize this motherfucking yeah. thing. <laughs> Having that tool at your disposal. Utilizing that that tool is something that you cannot get away with. Yeah. You know, you can't get away with not doing it. Because, like, in today's day of literature and, and generative writing and AI, you have no way of competing unless you're a mm. master at literature and writing. And, you know, I consider myself a very strong writer. I've, I've almost written an entire novel that I haven't, I haven't put out, but it, I've been writing for years, you yeah. know, and it's something that I take a lot of pride in. 
I was like, damn, all right, you know, this is fucking good writing, but it's not good enough. I mean, back in the day, you didn't have that tool at your disposal to be able to up your game. And to be honest, just because we have tools at our disposal, most people don't utilize it. Like we said earlier, bust out the pocket computer. Let's look at this motherfucker right, up and get exactly. this information that you and I are both unsure about. Which it's easy to just like brush it off because we take it for granted. Like I have this thing. I can look it up anytime. But this conversation and this uh, curiosity about the topic isn't just going to be an every single time thing. <coughs> like we have this interest, spark mm-hmm. this curiosity, mm-hmm. let's utilize the tools. I have this passion. I'll have this desire to create this content and spread this message. I'm going to utilize the tools. I have this downtime doing my freaking surgery. I can invest in my time invest in myself, learn a skill set where I can play video games. You know what I mean? We all made choices, bro, and you're doing the damn thing, and it's all sparked by passion, need, whatever that thing is that drives you, bro, and you're just fucking doing it, bro. It's good for you. It started originally, too, what, <coughs> in 2020 when the show was established. It was because that's when I broke my back, mm. and I went through COVID, and I really wanted to do stand-up comedy uh, and I was like, fuck, dude, like stand-up comedy is not something I'm going to be able to do, mm. you know? And I can't stand. <laughs> How am I supposed to do stand-up comedy, bro? stand-up comedy, not, not sit, sit down. down comedy. Not sit not, down and laugh at me. Not le- <laughs> lean and laugh over here, bro. <laughs> stand-up comedy, not sit down and laugh at me, motherfucker. <laughs> Hop and ha-ha. Hobble and ha-ha. Hobble and ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And I was just like, at that point, I was healing from a fucking shitty accident. I was still paying rent for my apartment in Boise, but I didn't want to just stay there by myself. And so I was living with my parents. Staying with them. Yeah, I was staying with my parents. You'd fuck being alone on COVID. And that's all. The best part about that was like, I just got to spend time with my pop. And I my think mom. that was the best part of COVID for a lot of people. It just kind of slowed things down for life. Reinstilled that family bond in that community. Bro, you know I, what I mean? I got to throw baseball with my dad. Like, 15, 20 times. Dude. You know? And that was after I healed up, but a couple weeks into it, I was like, pop. And my dad's also super disabled. Like, my dad's got fucking iron body. He was a motocross rider for years, fucking Mm -hmm. skier for years, fucking just, he's been beat the fuck up. He's got a fake hip, fake shoulder, fake back. He's got a Dr. Oz fucking apparatus in his spine with nine screws in his spine. Bionic, man. Yeah, we call him Iron Man, bro. And so Iron Man. Yeah, and so for me to be able to be like, Bob, let's go fucking toss the ball for a little bit, dude, and just throw a baseball with my dad 10, 15 times over COVID. Like shit, I can't even remember the last time I thrown a ball with my dad now. Right. You know, and at that time I was already twenty-five years old, you know. So like I, if it wasn't for that major force of camaraderie that I had to do with him, you know, right. the governor was like, you have to stay home. And if it wasn't for that instance, I would have not just been over to my the parents. silver lining of that whole thing, bro. Right. Silver lining of that whole thing. And here you are years later. And that's already something you're referring back to as like a special moment because of something that happened and was detrimental for some people. You know what I mean? Like there's a silver lining and everything. And there it was, man. And I guarantee you're sitting there with a twinkle in your eye telling this story about a special memory you have with your pops as an adult doing something from your childhood that you guys bonded over. I guarantee you're going to tell this story to your kids someday and, you know, down the line. And 
you know, like I said, maybe that's that blessing that a lot of people really got to have going through that. And some people were going through a lot of heartache and some people got that. So it, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And good for you, bro. Good for you. And good for your pops, dude. I know, right? I'm like, sure how cool is that? I'm sure he's thinking <laughs> and holding that same and cherishing that same memory, bro. It's, it's very amazing, bro. It's good for you, man. That's all I have to say. So, And with that, you know, so I was able to turn that shitty situation into a podcast. And at the time, like, it was incredibly difficult to get people on the on the show or to even get people to give me their time. Because Ooh, the for time, one... The time, the commodity, bro. For one, first start, like, first starting a podcast that is guest-based and oriented, something I don't really talk about a lot is how often I had people turn me down in the beginning because they wanted to come on an established show. It is a little intimidating. I'm not going to lie. Like, me as an individual... You know, I like to isolate. I like to do my own thing and I like to recluse. And, you know, it's not fun being vulnerable in a lot of people's eyes. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to preach it. I'm always going to preach it. Those are the times that we grow, those uncomfortable moments and putting ourselves out there and, and giving our testimony even, like, right. to some degree. Or just, like, letting see, people see the, like, light that you have and the, the light that shines from you in this world. Like, it is important, dude. We can let our fears censor that or deter us from shining but at the end of the day man do it do it and see how it makes you feel and see how for, for one see how it makes you feel deep down as a person being vulnerable and knowing you put yourself in that situation that you know you didn't want to be in but you did it anyways and be honest with you yourself and take it take the message for what it is and then try it again or you know what i mean if you like to stay in your own lane and you like to <laughs> stay in your safe place like and that's what you got to do to be comfortable in your own skin man like i'm not gonna tell you but i'm gonna say my testimony it's an opportunity to grow those moments man and they don't come around as often as you would think right right you know what i mean especially if you're not subjecting yourself to it and open to it like if you're open to that sort of like thing you'd be amazed like do it for a week do it for a month and do it for a year and see who you are at the end of that year and like be like dude Shit, I put myself in some, some like, not fun places to be in the moment. But then I look <laughs> back and it's like, look at me now though. It doesn't even, doesn't even phase me to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. I still don't like it. <laughs> I still don't like being in that position because I like to isolate. But if I have to be, and I know that like some good can come of it, I can spark something in someone, or you know, I can gain something within myself. Which is what Sound putting yourself up. out there on the show did for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Right. So, like, I'm telling you, bro, it's not necessarily my comfort zone being vulnerable like this, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here, bro, right. and I'm glad that you do this, and this is something you're passionate about, and it gave me an opportunity to grow, and whatever happens with the energy that both of us have put into this uh, podcast, it is what it is, and I feel good about it. And So... I'm glad that it's gotten to that point. Yeah. Because before, <laughs> because before it was a major pattern of people saying, try me again when it's established. I see. Right. And, and be, in I want to be a product of the re- resolu- or the results of all this. I want to know. I don't, don't want to be, be the beginning. The yeah. Like, I, I, yes. like it was especially because. At the time of That's starting it, it was very not well. Like the thing like, is, like it's also I'm not putting myself out there. Like just me, somebody else is also mm. putting themselves out there. And back when I first started, people wanted to be putting themselves out there on something that their time was 
worthy of it. The time. You know? Right. You're almost asking a little bit of a favor. Yes. You 100%. know? 100%. So, like, if, yeah. if you're out there trying to run a guest-based podcast, mm-hmm. know that the beginning is going to be tough for that reason. There's right. going to be a lot of people that, like, are going to treat coming on your show as a favor. Dude, honestly, like, I'm your homeboy, bro. I love you and, like, my selfish mentality. There was moments where I was just like, man, I don't really want to be, like, vulnerable like that. But big picture, dude, I'm being a part of something my homeboy is very passionate about. And, like, some good can come of this. So why the fuck wouldn't I put my energy into something that has, like, not very many, like... My own selfish, like, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to, like, pull myself out there. And really, but, that's but the if, only if you reason. Didn't see, that's the only reason, though. And my time, like. If you, but if you didn't see all of what I put into this right. already. Yeah, come hang out a little bit and watch them set up. You know, that's but, a process. Exactly. But, like, it, but the thing is, like, if, if this was something that I had called you about three years ago over COVID right. and said, Jimbo, uh, come to my house. Over this fucking lockdown, you're not supposed to come over to anybody's house or travel or even yeah. leave. Break some rules. Come over here. Give me your fucking time. Give me your fucking effort. Yeah. And not only are you going to do that, put yourself out there. It this. takes a certain type of person, and it is asking and a personal favor. And I did yeah. find them. But I can see that. But in the beginning, hmm? that's what it was. It was actually asking a, a favor of people, like, mm-hmm. and it was tough. Like, I Which, had to do. Dude, there's nothing wrong with asking favors. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, we none of us would be where we're at if it wasn't for some yeah. somebody helping us out. You know, yeah. what I mean, we all need help, and there's no shame in that. Give something back exactly. to them. Exactly. I was I had for nothing the to time offer. that they're giving. Yeah, I can see <laughs> I had that. Nothing. Full, to hey, offer. full circle, bro. <laughs> like you said. It was 100% a favor. I got you. I was asking favors. And, that, and if you're out there trying to start a podcast, if, and if you're listening to this, like that's, that's what you're going to run into. Right. People who I ask to come on my show, I have the ability to show them what I've done and say, I've put in the grind. I have local artists. I have realtors. I, I offer a platform for people. I'm not out here interviewing famous people, fucking rock stars yeah they're they're yeah. local people whose dream would be on like joe rogan or some shit right. like that you know and then to be on a platform that big is this platform that big no, no. but is this a place for them a safe place to, exactly to put their name out there to put their product out there to put their produce, testimony what they produce right. out there and that's a lot of what yeah. i try to do on young blood podcast is bring these local aspiring influential figures right and give them a place to be that, mm. you know, because yes, they're already doing it on their platform, but why not come on mine? Why not? You know, and then we'll both help each other out. I'll do all this. I'll do the work. I'll produce the video. I'll give you fucking shorts, TikToks, all this stuff. All you got to do is share it and share me. I mean, <laughs> sounds pretty fair to me, honestly. And if it's something you're passionate about, especially like, not just doing you a favor, but if you like gen- legitimately have a message to spread to this world that's going to bring us together as a civilization, this is a platform to be heard. And even if it's only by a handful of people, right. you are getting energy or giving energy and it's creating energy or inspiration or whatever it may give. You know what I mean? And it goes both ways. Respect this platform and use it for what you want to put out into this world. Like, 
I guess good or bad, you have that freedom. <laughs> you have that decision to make, but, you know. There's never been a single misuse of this energy. Right. I mean, I, and, 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 freedom and, of speech. I, I, in, in my... On your platform. Yes. I got you. I, the people, I was like, I don't know, bro. Like, the people who came on have really been phenomenal. And, and they've picked up on the energy of this. They've picked up on the goal of this. And they've right. contributed, mm-hmm. contributed to it in such a way that the only thing I can give back is making sure I get that content out there for them. Yeah. And but, I mean, we make contributions no matter what we're doing. Dude, I could come on here and be a radical... POS and like, and <laughs> whatever you believe, whatever it is, right. and you can inspire people to not be like you, to look at you and be like, dude, this guy, or, you know, I guess sometimes you're going to inspire people. It's there for you to receive based off of your level of per- perception. It's there. You can take it like, oh, this dude's like a douchebag. I should be a douchebag. Or you can look at it and be like, <laughs> This guy, man, I don't want to be like this guy. You know what I mean? It's, right, learn it's from there. it. Yeah, it's always exactly. there's always a message there, regardless of the messenger. Which is again a testimony about like the amount of time and effort you have to put into it, rewatching, editing, cutting, all that sort of shit. Yeah. I don't like the sound of my own voice. You 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 might not right now in the headphones, but once you hear yourself on Spotify, you're gonna be shocked. I will say my chick says she likes my accent. I'm like, what? So there's I'm like people, a I'm like a stewing pot of accents. I got like a weird ass combination dialect. going. Yeah, the dialect. Yeah, because ca- being from California, being from Idaho, California, Idaho, in the Northwest, you being a little, make... being a little bit a uh, uh, hippie, being a little bit of hood, growing up the way you grow up. You know what I mean? I'm a hoodie, dude. You know one thing that people do not fucking give Joe Rogan credit for, and I, I probably never would have given him credit for this until I uh, starting a podcast is. The man's a professional piss holder. Oh, uh, he just sits there and puts dude, in Dude, he doesn't talk about it often, but he's like, dude, I can hold my piss for like three hours. But why not just like, I guess like there's time and place to take a pause, but like why not like be be professional and be like, hey, not saying Joe his Rogan. Show, huge, his show is Joe Rogan, but also kind of structured Just being like, all right, good pause. I got to take a fucking He does though, but he does some but fucking the same time. Right now, motherfucker. I'm he's got a show a that... The people that he has on aren't homies. Oh, <coughs> uh, he's th- they're there on a they're schedule. there on his fucking uh, on their fucking time, <laughs> and he's giving like, them fucking you know like Elon Musk. How pissed would Elon be if I took f- five, six, seven pee breaks because I was drinking too much beer? I think Joe <laughs> that Rogan kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? But I thought he might take a lot of pee breaks too. And there are sometimes you hear on his show where he takes breaks like that like i gotta pee but he genuinely knows like the flow of the conversation just now stopped because i took a piss right right it's true yeah yeah, it yeah. Did. you 100%. get like yeah you get a little bit passionate about the conversation you have to take that break i get it but that's why i said like being a professional and realizing when it is and isn't acceptable to do so exactly you know but I mean? also at the same time like to me that that's something that you know if i cannot hold it 
I need to consider drinking <laughs> if less you beer. Can't, you I know, got during you. Shows that's your end of like being that. a professional for sure. Exactly, Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. It's you being accountable for like, I'm taking your time. Granted, though, the alpha brain so be taking gives a me a little fucking bladder, dude. <laughs> All alpha brain, I'll say. Mm, and dude, it gives, it's, it, it's amazing. But it's anything, anything uh, upper related with caffeine in it or like, you know, with the lion's mane that it has in it and stuff like that. And I already take medication for ADHD Vyvanse. You right. know? Black, that, la- black label and regular label. What, what's your opinion? Both. Depending upon the cir- cir- uh, the circumstance, correct? Situation? Black label is... Crispy. It's amazing. That's the thing about it. Like Black label alpha brain, I have personally used it as somebody who takes ADHD medication uh, as a substitute. You know, because at the time I couldn't mm. get on medication and I used uh, alpha brain. And I have a severe level of ADHD, you know, so... Trying to find something that's non non pharmaceutical yeah. that works on a level of that with has your medication been as well, right? Without smoking meth, you know, <laughs> like, like, it's like that's the only other way it you can. It works for me without doing crack. Yeah, like that. That at, the, at that level, like amphetamine <laughs> is the only other thing you can find, <laughs> other than like vitamin Adderall. D exercise. That's yeah. what. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's Everybody what wants the Adderall, but. Except for me. People out there looking for a substitute that is viable Mm. and, in my opinion, makes a substantial difference for dopamine regulation, impulse control, and overall... Cognitive recollections. Cognitive recollection and ability to break ADHD paralysis. Yeah. A lot of what people struggle with with heavy ADHD is the inability to get up and start their day. The lack of motivation because they have so much motivation. They have a million things going on in their brain where they feel... They just kind of get lost in it. And they get lost in it. And then what happens is you start going over all of those actions and activities and chores, responsibilities in your brain when your day starts. You go, I'm going to do this, Right. And then you, your aspirations are so big that they, they increase and they go into bigger thoughts and all this stuff, right? And then what that'll turn into is this cycle of like, okay, cool, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And you're sitting there on your phone, TikTok, Instagram, thinking about your day, what is going to happen, how is it going to go, you know, drinking Before coffee. too long, you look at the clock and it's freaking three, four o'clock in the Before afternoon, you're, you're in the evening long. and you're just like, oh shit, Before I don't too have long, time no, to do it's been an hour or uh, two and you're aware that's why it's called paralysis. You're like, it doesn't just go out of nowhere. Yeah, I see. I it turns see. into so 20 minutes goes by and you're like, I need to start my stuff. Right. 30 minutes goes by, I need to start my shit. And then you add more to the list and you're like, okay, cool. I didn't do that, but now I need to do this too because now I've been thinking for 30 more minutes and I've thought about more things. Mm. So those lists get bigger and then the guilt from not doing any of those first items gets it bigger. starts to build behind. Yeah. And then so another hour goes by, your list has gotten bigger and so is your guilt. That keeps building for two, three, four, or five more hours. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you're like, fuck, I'm really depressed because I didn't do shit. Instead of prioritizing one or two of those, breaking down what it takes to get from A to B and executing your fucking plan and moving right. on to the other ones, you just sit there and overthink the fuck out of it and just exactly. make the situation bigger and then just sit there and beat the shit out of yourself because you're not doing anything about it. Yeah, and so... That's alpha a brain, cycle, bro. right? Exactly, and so alpha brain for me gave me a, a pretty good comparison of what the the ADHD medication did in a sense of helping me control the dopamine, helping me control 
the cognitive ability to get up and start a small task. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, uh, even without the help of medication and with uh, just a big sense of self-awareness, one thing that I've found that really, really helped me through those paralysis moments, even without being on the alpha brain or even without being on Vyvanse or or Ritalin or, or Adderall, what I found to be helpful was somebody had posted this on like an ADHD page or something along those lines. And it said to take that paralysis and all of those giant thoughts that are weighing on your shoulders mm-hmm. and take the absolute smallest, minute, tiniest task that you can think of. And it's not even on that list, but do it. Uh, I see. Take a piss. Turn the <laughs> light off. Grab the remote. Start. Right. Right. Your fucking process. Yeah. And for some reason, I have found that just that ability of clicking yourself out of that like thought process mm-hmm. with a little action tends to help you yeah. get out of that paralysis. Like most of the time with me, I get going on a task or something that's like really weighed on my mind for a while. And I just like get going on it. And I look back at the time and I'm like, dude, that took me like 15, 20 minutes a lot of right. the time. And I'm just like the amount of time alone that I've sat here and tripped about this thing that I need to get done, that I didn't want to do, that I put off. Right. I finally got it done and it took 15, 20 minutes and I've been worrying about this shit for hours. Right. Like, this shit's ridiculous, bro. Like, check yourself. (laughs) You know, check (laughs) yourself, bro. Like, take some alpha brain and do something with your life. And that's why I liked the alpha brain. Yeah. Especially when I figured out... Definitely the focus mentality, the focus aspect of that shit. I think for me, a lot of what helped out of the Alpha Brain Black Label was Lion's Mane for mm, me. Like yeah. Lion's Mane really Absolutely. does wonders for me personally. It's mainly for like the memory and the cognitive. Yeah, and I've had a I've had a brain injury that really really fucked me up, mm-hmm. and I take the Lion's I I take a lot of the Lion's Mane honestly. Like, yeah, there's 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 a certain amount you should take. There's a certain amount I take. I mean, something natural like that, like your body's going to just get rid of the shit that it doesn't need a a lot of the time. There is lion's mane in alpha brain already. And so I take a daily recommended dose of lion's mane. And when I take that mixed with the alpha brain black label, I will take one less pill of the lion's mane to accommodate for the amount of lion's mane in alpha brain because lion's mane and alpha brain really isn't that much there's not a whole lot of yeah it. it's a supplement it's you a, know it's a def- bunch of different products and i found myself to have a lot of su- uh, success with just lion's mane by itself hmm. and i found myself to have a lot of success with black label by itself and i found hmm. myself to have a decent amount of success with alpha brain regular label uh by itself you know and and the thing i was using it as a substitute for ADHD medication. Yeah. You know, so I had higher expectations. I mean, like, you can only do so fucking much. I mean, there's a time and place for certain medications. But yeah, at the same time, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting it to be an alternative, but I was using it as the closest alternative that I could, that I could find that worked for me. So you had high expectations, high hopes. I've tried ADHD meds in the past, so I was hoping they might be like that. I see. But not expecting it to be like that. You know, and also looking for something that might give me a similar sense of that. Mm. You know, that was a lot of it. I wanted something to make me be as productive and successful on those medications without actually having to go and get them because you can buy this on Amazon. Right. right. You know? And so at the time, 
they worked. I liked it. You know, it was great. And what I found success in was taking Alpha Brain regular on a daily basis with Lion's Mane Ooh. to kind of sim- to simulate what's in the uh, the black label because there is Lion's Mane in the black label and quite a few other things. And when I would really have a big day and know that like, hey, I, I got to work a double today or I have a big, uh, you know, uh, meeting today with, with my bosses or, you know, um, Anything where I needed to really make sure that I was dialed in, yeah. I would take the black label. Of course. You know, and you do not take the black label the same uh, day as you take the regular alpha brain. You're not supposed to take them don't, together. Don't double up. Yeah, no, you don't. Uh, but so as long as you take the lion's mane and you take one of them, I did amazing. And then on days where I really needed to know, like, hey, like you're going to have to have a lot of sit-down computer work mm. and really need to be extra attentive. That mental crush. Yeah, yeah you need to have that mental, the mental crunch, crunch, crunch today. Uh, that's when I would take the black label, and it really just yeah. would fucking kick ass. I'll say, yeah, I'll give the same testimony. That black label, it really does. It makes a big difference, and especially if you have, like, day-to-day anxiety or, like you said, like just a little bit of scatterbrain, not able to, like, dial in all your brain, you know, brainstorming thoughts and things that you need to tackle throughout the day. It really does. It, it helps. It get, gets you crispy. Right, that's what I say. It just gets you really crispy, <laughs> like, dialed in and firing all, on all cylinders. So I will say I like the black label. So do you have ADHD? Have you I, haven't, I haven't been diagnosed with anything, but, you know, I got everything that stems from, you know, PTSD, right, basically. Right. And it can be a variety of things, bipolar, whatever the hell it is. But I don't, I don't think I'm bipolar. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty, like, pretty even kill, calm demeanor. Like, I'm not too f- hard to dial in. See, my, my older brother, so let's kind of come on from the other perspective. Uh, my older brother, who claims he also has ADHD, I don't think he's ever actually been diagnosed, but very successful uh, director of operations down in Southern California of a men's sober living community. Mm. He, for some reason, said to me, he was like, you know, I really don't like the alpha brain. Like, it doesn't do it for me, you know? Because mm. he could feel like... I, I honestly want to say, like, he was expecting a lot from it. I see. Being somebody with ADHD, like, he actually does need that, that regulatory help of with his dopamine. Yeah. And versus with somebody who doesn't have ADHD, mm. you know, he didn't see the benefits as much as somebody without it. You know, like, I, I feel see. like people with ADHD might be disappointed. Because they already have some of the, the things that you're going to gain from it or what? Well, okay, so let me let me r- rewind. People with ADHD who are unmedicated and looking to find what they're what they're lacking aren't going to get it from Alpha Brain and aren't going to get it from Alpha Brain Black Label. It's going to take just mental strength in general. Like it's going to take a sense of having that that grind and that push of being able to still push through. And a lot of what ADHD is uh, when you're younger, especially, is is, is a sense of feeling stupid. Mm. You know, and that's mainly pointed at people who are young and ignorant to what ADHD is or might not have been diagnosed yet and don't know why they have an issue learning. Dude, I'll say as a kid, like, yeah, I felt like I was ignorant to my surroundings mainly, you know, like felt like I understood how to do stuff, but paying attention to be able to execute it, uh, it was tough, you know what I mean? But uh, See, I was diagnosed late. Like, I was 15 and... Terrible. My parents thought I was dyslexic is what it was. I they see. thought I was dyslexic. I didn't know I was ADHD. You know, but like jokingly, they'd be like, ADD, ha, ha, ha. Like, that'd just be like jokes. Like, you're so ADD. But it wouldn't actually be like, yeah, 
I'm ADHD, fool. <laughs> like, oh, I cannot That's actually sit still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back then it wasn't. Right. You know, especially in my, my family that was just super tight-knit and supportive. Mm. We were a close-knit family unit, you know, so they, right. they didn't think that they needed anything more than just, like, moral support and mm. stuff like that, you know, which went very, still went very far. Of course, yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, it would have been great to be put on Ritalin when I was, like, six because, <laughs> fuck, I needed it. Right. And I hate to also be an advocate for that because I don't think it's super awesome to medicate kids, and I don't think I would have been better off if I was medicated when I was six or seven years old. But I would have liked to have been diagnosed. Right. You I know, mean, like, just understanding and yes. knowing what you're into and knowing like there's not anything wrong with me, mm -hmm. man. Like it's just something that I have to deal with. Like yeah. it's not that I'm just stupid or I just can't pay attention or like whatever the case may be. You yeah. don't sit there and beat the fuck out of yourself about it. You just understand it and you learn to coexist with it and like ebb and flow with it. And when you have those moments. See, I failed algebra five times until they put me in remedial algebra and I was able to pass it just because I had somebody take more time with me and be able mm -hmm. to like teach me how to do it a little better. And at the time as well, that's when I started taking medication. It was like I, I passed algebra for the first time after being medicated. I see. You know, and which was a mind-boggling thing for mm. me. You know, because I was sitting there like for you. Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I just needed a little bit of help with yeah, my Yeah, dude, yeah. 100%. That's I what I like, thought. You know, and I was yeah. like, fuck, dude, like I am fine. Like, and it gave me this almost like sense of superpower. Like I was like, damn, dude, like you're not stupid. Like the revelation Ooh. that I felt at the age of – like, I want to say fucking 16 to 18, and I was just like, oh, you can actually do this shit. Wow. I mean, but I already, sense. dude, well, the crazy thing was, too, I had already spent, like, fucking three, four years being committed to the Marine Corps, thinking that I wasn't capable of ever amounting anything. You right. know, I was, I literally, I got in trouble in high school every other day, and I had, a, I had my own seat in the office. But I had right. never once gotten suspended because I was best friends with the Marine recruiter mm. who worked at the high school and was like, or not the Marine recruiter, but the fucking, uh, the disciplinary off, uh, administrator who was good friends with the Marine recruiter. And mm. I told him I wanted to go into the military because I knew I wasn't going to do anything better. And he was like, we're going to keep you out of trouble at least. <laughs> yes. right. So every time I'd get sent to the office, he'd pull me into his office and <laughs> say, <Right>. you're good. <laughs> You know, so for years I was like, damn, dude, I'm just going to go to war. <coughs> fuck it. You know, which right. is even crazier to me. I was committed to just saying, yeah, well, I'm not worth more than anything than uh, amounting mm. to the to the bare minimum of, of setting myself off to fucking die. I mean, it makes sense, dude. Like you had that revelation, revelation because of the whole thing, because like you put so much pressure and doubt and you're so hard on yourself. And then in your environment, everybody's concerned about you. Everybody's worried about your same capabilities and your same ceiling when it comes to your mental capacity. And then you finally get a relief and an indicator, man, it's not just me. I just need a little bit of help. And you get that tool and it's not hindering your life anymore. Like that's, that's amazing, bro. And that's like what I'm saying. Like everybody needs help, whether it's a little, little bit of love and support and guidance, or if it's like legitimate, I need some medication to feel safe in my own head and to, like, not be so fucking mean to myself, like, oh, wow. it's not yeah. fun to, like, have your brain not be nice to you sometimes, you know? And it's not a fun place to not feel, like, safe alone and in your own head. And everybody needs something, like, some people just a hug and, like, knowing, like, hey, this is a safe place for you to be vulnerable and I'm here for you. Those aren't just words. <laughs> I love you and I care about you. And I'm actually here for you, bro, like... 
that means something to some people and that can pull it out. But some people just need medication and like they need whatever it is. If it's marijuana, if it's fucking prescribed medications, like just be honest and like explore the options that are out there for you. Don't just take somebody's word for it. Do your own research and find whatever it takes for you to, to be okay and be fulfilled and loving your own life and loving yourself. You know what I mean? Do it, find it, explore it, take accountability for your own healing process. And you know, it's out there. I feel like it's out there and some people just feel helpless, but take accountability for your own healing process. Dude, that's where we all, that's where we all like get caught up because of whether pride or fear of being vulnerable or like not feeling like you have the tools or support or there's nothing out there. But the thing is, nobody asked for that thing to happen to us. Nobody asked for it. And we all took whatever happened in a certain way that's very real to us. And it needs to be respected by ourselves and by everybody else. But at the end of the day, you have to take accountability for your own healing. Nobody asked to get stabbed, but nobody asked to get bled, bled on either. You know what I mean? And, dude, really? Somebody sees somebody that goes through that. And they take accountability and they gain those strengths that you can't gain any other way and they're a better person at the end, you inspire people. And that's probably some of the most powerful things you can do on this this world is inspire each other. If you're inspiring the man next to you to be a better person and showing him it's it's doable, you can do this shit. I did it. I didn't think I could. Like, to be honest, you show that vulnerability and you show that inner strength and that ability to do it. It's inspiration sparking that fire in the the man and woman next to you is something that isn't common but it snowballs that's a wildfire waiting to happen (laughs) that's a fire of love though you know that's your community that's your man next to you and that's somebody that's a father husband uh, wife mother sister brother we're all in it together man so just be that inspiration, be that strength, be that testimony that you needed, be that good that we all need in this life. We all need it. We all need help. We all need each other. Right. It's there though. It's you. <laughs> that got you to the point of where you are, mm-hmm. you know, or, or even without visiting on those trials and tribulations, just visiting on the fact that th- those don't need to be what defines us. They don't have to be hindering. Not that thing you once did or that, that thing that exactly. you once went through. You're not. That's something that built you to who you are or, right. you know, it's an opportunity that you were faced with and you took it one way or another. Right. You know, that's mm. what this show is about is, is, you know, originally we've always been do as the locals do, mm. you know, and now a lot of what Youngblood podcast is focusing its future on is people's stories, influential artists, community members. Not everybody has a story about what art they do, mm. you know, but everybody has a story of how they got there. Yeah. You know, exactly. and that's what I want to bring to the table for people. You know, I, I've set up so many times to where this to me is just what I do. I mean, I feel it was a very safe and comfortable environment to just have a conversation and you know, through conversation, kind of see where we've been, where we came from, and where we are now because right. of it. It doesn't have to necessarily be an in-depth testimony of like, hey, these are the things that happened to me, or this and that. But you can have your testimony and speak 
your energies and intentions into this world and a safe platform and expect nothing in return except for maybe to touch somebody or to get these things off of your chest. But it's been really cool to see your passion and the amount of energy that you push put into this be a tool for me in my life to just let some shit off my chest, just be here hanging out and just maybe something else will come of it. Maybe not, dude, but I got something out of it. And, you know, it was because of your passion and the amount of time and energy that you put into this. And, you know, it's something to acknowledge, recognize and appreciate. Cause like we do it with other forms of, uh, media and stuff you know it's easy to do it with a painting or it's easy to do it with a with a freaking banger that you just vibe with it's cool that people have passions in this world and in turn create opportunity and passions and and, and spark inspiration in other people it's just it's a snowball effect and then this world needs a lot more of it and you're doing it man you're fucking doing it bro and you know even if it just brings you passion and joy and like fulfillment, nothing else really matters. Right. But you already know that I know that we both know. <laughs> it's going to be more than that. And, you know, it's cool. It's cool that you are passionate about something and that's the result. Right. So that's, right. that's what I will say. And it's safe. It's a safe platform. And, you know, it might be intimidating at first, <laughs> but... It's something you can work past, and it's something right. that just takes kind of diving both feet in. So right. just, just do it. Put yourself out there and learn something about yourself. You know, and learn something about yourself. If you if you're out there to start a podcast and you know you don't know what you're doing or or, or you have no idea where where to even start, you know, I'm not going to tell you to base yourself off of my experience whatsoever mm. because what I've done has been 100 based off of giving myself the opportunity to visit with a homie. Right. And also, you know how many homies I've had on here that are actually like good ass friends, but I've never had a fucking hour long conversation with them. I mean, and we've known each other for right around 10 years now. So yeah. like, it's literally, it's a platform to like inspire and grow closer. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a tool, mm. you know, this, this gets posted. This is something that, yeah, cool for sure. It's going to be, on Spotify, it's going to be videos on YouTube and stuff like that. But the genuine interaction that you and I just got after 10 years of fucking friendship. Right. You know, like, dude, I've known Johnny for 10 years. I've known Edmund for 10 years. I've known Trevor for 10 years. Ah, the boys, home team. Home team. Shout Shout out out to the boys, man. The boys. But I haven't actually had an opportunity to have anybody but you out of that circle. Right. On this show. Hey, maybe this right? could be the first of us. Right. The first and, of the bunch because they all have a story, which is wild because y'all grew up in the same town. Unprecedented focus on mm. the conversation is something you will never get in just Especially a room. in this day and age, bro. <laughs> yeah, in just Especially a room full of guys, bro. Like, you will like, never I get think that. I've looked at my phone maybe twice, and I don't think I've seen you look at your phone a single time. No, so yeah, like, and I never do. That used to actually last, be a what, rule. What is this, like, two hours? So yeah. Two plus hours? You so know? That's wild, bro. And this is the only I mean, thing we're OG, so. that can get me to not look at my phone for hours, you know, yeah. and take seriously and to put in the time that I'm putting into this and to make sure that I feel like it's worth it. You know, I got to yeah, I got to do this right. I got to make sure every camera's working right. Every camera's got the record button on. I got my angles right. I got my soundboard working. I got my computer right. interface on right. You know, it's because you and, learned from the last guest or last couple guests or whatever, yeah. like not to rush this thing, maybe. 
Make sure there's it's not like if we would have done this last night, bro. <laughs> no. Nah, dude. I was an old man status. I was like tired as hell. <laughs> I don't really feel this right now, but I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. And like, I caught it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you do it, that. You, know, you use it still as an opportunity to warm up. Test the waters, warm up, and we still did a little bit of little 20, 30 minute segment yeah. last night, and it was good. Yeah. To test the waters, and I woke up, took my alpha brain. <laughs> Was ready to roll, you know what I mean? So like came into it with a better mindset, crispy, ready to ready to roll fresh. And I think it turned out amazing, bro. You asked what I thought, and that's pretty much one of the first things I said was like it's a safe platform to like be yourself and express yourself. Right. And whatever comes of it comes of it. So Right. You know, and and that's a testimony. The... Like if you were to try to force that last <laughs> night and just like we just rolled it because you want to get it done, you know what I mean? That's not wouldn't you know, maybe not so professional in your and you wouldn't have got the product and the result that you probably wanted. You know right. what I mean? So we've got a solid ten years under our belt. Mm. We've got Couple festivals. We've got countless memories at Trevor's house and Johnny's yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> Just being knucklehead you know, kids and, enjoying each other's company. But I can't ever say, even even the thing is like I've been to your crib in Twin Falls like to right. visit multiple times. Right. Even though like just sitting and hanging out, the conversation we had then, genuinely like I can I can compare that conversation I had uh, in your garage when I came over to hang out with mm. your twin. When I was just there doing flooring. Yeah. To this, though. Yeah. You know, that's the No, it's a deeper interpersonal relationship yeah. that we learned about, like, oh, this is what he's made of. Now, this is where right. he came from, and this is why he is who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember specifically being in that uh, situation I was in. I was working in Twin Falls for a couple weeks, being a Boise kid. It's like, I was super fucking not stoked. I was like, this right. is shitty. I'm alone. Just hanging out with my boss. Right. You know, and you're like, no, nah, dude, come over and hang out, man. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck it. And at that time, we'd already known each other fairly well, but like that to me was just so we cool. We never really had that one on one time. It always no, been like a big yeah, group thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I could compare that time like that to how we are right now, you know? Like and compared to last year when you told me when I was going through some of the shit that I was going through, you're like, dude, come out. Right. Just enjoy each other's company. Let's get your mind off of it. And let's just like Make some memories, man. Let's do some things to get it. Eaten. It's the same, bro. It's the same. Right. Like and, you, and it's the, those moments. That's probably what sparked that last <laughs> year, bro, is like just that little bit of a bond that we had right. when you were working out there. The sense of needing camaraderie when camaraderie, camaraderie was given. Yes. You know, like, yes, fuck, dude. I genuinely needed that. And you gave it. Fuck, thanks, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like it goes both ways. And It wasn't talked about. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. Was it was just like, dude, bro, what's up? It's exactly. <laughs> both, both in both accounts. For reals. You know? So. And that's how that our whole friend group has always been, you know? Emory, yeah, we've always Johnny, been. Always Trevor. been there for each other. Always been, like, real with each other. It's, it's been genuine friendship. Yeah. And, you know, Too po- real sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's been some vulnerability there, and it's it's good though. It's good. You always need friends and people in your corner. You're gonna have the good memories. There's gonna be some spontaneous times that you just get together to get together. Those are the moments you look back and damn, bro. Like that's my homeboy now. Right. Like, there for each other and times the we didn't know we needed each other as much as we did, and the energy just can it came together, and it's like something that you don't get the opportunity or even take the time sometime because you're too tired or whatever the fuck but you look back and those are the things that was a good time in my life that helped right. me help help right. build me up a little bit be a better person and you know appreciate things on a little deeper level really makes you appreciate the little things man is when when i do that for you and all of a sudden there's a time where i'm like fuck dude like yeah i can go back and have that same same camaraderie you know yeah. uh i want to quickly visit on why you're here 
right. Colorado, what you're visiting mm. for, what you're seeing. Oh, so yeah, I'm just here to, first and foremost, I have a lot of friends out here, and over the years I've kind of not taken relationships for granted necessarily. I just didn't appreciate them to a deeper level that I really should because good people and energy and people that genuinely just care about you and are rooting for you, it's out there. It's it's not a very big rarity, but to appreciate it and and hold on to it, I think that is the rare part. So first and foremost, I'm out here to just hang out with my homies and create some memories that we can hold on to and, and talk about for years and the next time and the next time we get together. And secondly, like I'm here to see the Red Rocks. I, I came out to this venue last year and I fell in love. And this year I'm going to see Wakan Rocks, man. I'm going to go see that wonky EDM shit, you know, and I'm, I'm so stoked about it, dude. And I love it out here. It's, it's such good vibes and just organic energy. And like I said, the vibrations out here, just from the natural elements, is just, it's something to experience. I love it. Right. So. so the first time you came out here was last year for Dirty Heads. Yeah, Dirty Heads. Dirty Heads at Red Rocks. I'm going to go see Liquid Stranger, Taboo, Raven Schoon, Drink Your Water, and uh, Cannibalism. Yeah. Sunday, we're going to church. We're going to Church Rocks. We're going to go see BTSM, Kaiwachi, which he, he's from Boise. You got to see Kaiwachi. Hey, shout out to Kaiwachi, yeah. man. Home from our hometown, bro. We're going to see that skull machine and then uh, the portals, man. And <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked on that. And then we'll be driving back uh, 11 hours back to, to Idaho Monday. See my kiddos. So. There you go. Well, man, we've, we've been running it close to uh, about two hours or more. Like I said, we might have to do a part two one day, <laughs> yeah. man. Genuine, easy flow conversation. Didn't need to have a script or anything like that. But like, dude, maybe one day we do uh, origins. <laughs> uh, get get the, the why we are who we are. And, you know, it's okay to appreciate the hustle and, you know, find beauty in the struggle along right. the way, man. Because that's, that's what it's all about, man. It's all about the journey, not the destination. And it's about the people that really touch our souls and like build us up to the right. people that we are around us, whether that's like your moms, your pops, your brother, you know, your best friend, your, your family, you get a pig or just like somebody like the, the, the happen across your life, like a gym teacher, whatever the case may be, man, you can find beauty in, in every situation. It just, right. it just takes looking at it in a certain light. <sighs> I offer people and I, I give them a chance to say something, to do something, to put themselves out there. You know, is there anything that you didn't get a chance to say? Honestly, that came out organically just from the, uh, the safe platform and just hanging out with my homeboy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Having genuine conversation that's not forced. It just kind of come out. I guess if I had to say anything, like anything last, like, dude, love each other. Like, this love is free. That hate, that takes energy and it's not doing anybody any good. Be vulnerable to your loved ones, reach out, speak about your needs and your boundaries and like the things that you need in your life to feel safe and feel comfortable and, and grow to your fullest potential. We all need love. We all f deserve to feel safe and loved and respected in our own heads as well as our environment. And we all need each other, man. Spread that love. If you don't do it, nobody else is going to, man. And, you know those memories over those dollar bills like consider it because the dollar bills it seems to come and go but the memories man and the the things that you gain from those the sentiments on those deep personal relationships and memories you create with those people that you love is like going to the grave with that instead of thousands of dollars in your bank account it feels a lot better in my heart 
You know what I mean? So just that's it, bro. Just love each other. Spread that love. That love is free. And cherish your loved ones. Hold them close. This time that we have. Spend it to whatever makes you feel fucking on fire and passionate and fulfilled in life. That's what you need to be chasing. Not that dollar. And if that dollar (laughs) is what makes you fucking feel that way, that's what you want out of life, genuinely in your heart, (laughs) get your shit, bro. Like, we only get this one life. Go get what you want out of it. And be honest with yourself. And take accountability for your own healing process because only you can do that. It's nobody else's responsibility. Shit happens. It's your responsibility. That's it. Amen. Take accountability for your healing process. It's probably the, the, the biggest thing I've taken away from, from this conversation that I've had with you tonight, Dude, man. I mean, you know, and, and anybody out there who, who has just came across Young Blood Podcast, I cannot thank you personally enough for being a part of this journey, even if this is the first time that you've been here, the, the 100th time that you've been here. Or the 49th. Or the 49th. <laughs> I, I, I cannot thank you enough for being a part of this journey, this growth, this absolute freaking train wreck that we've been <laughs> on, you know? And, and I say a train wreck because it's been a lot of uh, ups, downs, hiatus, growths, different guests, losing episodes, you know, and, and just really heartbreak and, 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 you know, also falling in love. I felt I've fallen in love with this entire process, the whole thing of it, you know, and something I can at least ask you guys to do. If, if you have Instagram, if you have freaking YouTube, if you have any of the platforms, Amazon, Spotify, TikTok. Apple, TikTok, we're on all of them. We really are. And there is a couple of Young Blood podcasts out there. The main one is obviously this one, Young Blood Podcast, your boy. Uh, there is a Young Blood Podcast, Mental Health. They do great. That's an awesome show. Check them out. But Young Blood Podcast Colorado is what you are currently listening to. And if you had an exceptional time listening to us if here today. If you took anything from this yeah. at all, man. If you took anything away from this at all, please at least do me a small favor and go to my YouTube, Young Blood Podcast Colorado, and subscribe. It does me a huge favor. If you don't want to subscribe and you want to buy me a cup of coffee, I also have Venmo, Young Blood <laughs> Podcast. This has been Jimbo Pina. Yes, one of the most phenomenal episodes I've recorded to date, and I thank you all for being a part of today's journey. Young Blood Podcast is checking out, guys. Peace this is love, October. <laughs> October 20th. October 20th, 2023, with Jimbo Pena. This is Young Blood Podcast checking out. Thank you. Good night. Peace.